Yes, and welcome back. To, uh, thanks to Jake over here at the uh, camping and caravan super show at Rose Hill Gardens. It's fantastic. Uh, just looking around here, uh, people having a good time, uh, people pitching tents. Uh, there's uh, cats in prams. There you go. Uh, and there's a fellow here just out the front of us who's attempting the world record for longest handstand. Uh, he's been, <laughs> at the moment, he's up to two and a half hours. Um, <laughs> And his head is, uh, well, it's, at the moment it looks like the, uh, the map of Japan. All the flag. <laughs> Rabs. The, uh, the flag, the Japanese uh, flag, so to speak. Uh, it is time for 10 minutes smoking camp. Firstly, slice of denim. Bad news, people. He's just fallen. Uh, so the <laughs> the world record uh, still stands for the person over in Romania, over there in Bucharest. It still stands. The, uh, of course, the uh, if anyone is out there who thinks they can uh, break uh, nine hours twenty in the uh, handstand record, please come out here and have it a crack. Have a crack. Thanks, Jaco. Um, Denon, who mate, out of your. Uh, bloke in a uh, podcast, who are we talking about this week? We are talking about uh, Campbell Graham, really rocketing onto the scene as a fan favourite. He has been slaving away uh, at the Rabbitohs and just getting better each year. It's, it's really, you know, a lot of players come onto the scene and they, they have a certain attributes and that's what they play with for their whole career. Yep. What I love about Campbell Graham is every year he's adding something new to his game. And I'll tell you what, it's very, very close that he may get selected for New South Wales this year. And that's what we talk about in this snippet. But what about the origin call-up? The first origin call-up is in into the squad. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember that. Um, I remember it was 2021 I got called into the origin squad. I remember, again, coming in pretty pretty nervous. I was like, coming in the squad, but, um, you know, I'd worked with Freddie a lot in pathways and stuff like that. So I sort of knew how he operated and, again, had a few boys, you know, Cookie, Trell and Cam, um, you know, they were in the squad with me. So I was tight with all, the, all those boys heading in. And I remember... Um, just really trying to learn because I knew I wasn't playing. I was like 19th man, but I just was so, you know, willing to learn and just watch blokes like because Tommy Trevojevic, um was sort of had that niggling hammy injury. So he um, his loads were monitored throughout camp. And I remember I, that gave me a good opportunity to jump in and do a lot of a, a lot more than I probably would usually as 19th yep. man. So that was um, a really good learning experience for myself and another thing that i took out of it was just like the lead up to an origin game is just crazy like just even just leaving the hotel going to the stadium it's like i wasn't even playing and i was like well like i'm g'd up like i'm <laughs> yeah. ready to go like, drone Lua and that like playing all their one four and that it was pretty sick and there's like a police escort taking to the stadium yeah. what was it like what were you sitting on the sidelines mm. for game one yeah watching yeah. tommy and troll bro that's like that's just like the yeah, that's just a, the most crazy center combination, I reckon. Like, they're both similar but very different, I think. Like, Trell's just got that power run, like, like natural freak, like strong. But Tommy Javojevic is just, yeah, you know what he can do. It's so insane. I, I argue that center pairing is as good as any that's ever played the game yeah. in the history of the game, period. But yeah, none. that origin, like, either of them, I think Tommy Javojevic got the player of the series. Yeah, either of them could have easily won that yeah. as well. Like, yeah. no one would have batted an eyelid if Trell got it too, so... Yeah, was, that was sick to watch. Yeah, He's a must for the State of Origin side, Campbell Graham. And I think uh, Stephen Crichton's feeling him breathing down his neck, hence the performance from Crichton last night. 
Oh, I mean, Campbell Graham, he's been in the system. And what I loved, even in that little snippet where he said, you know, the lead up to Origin is massive and then you get a police escort and you're in the bus. And some people might say, you know, it's overwhelming. He said, I was so G'd up, ready to play. And when you hear a player say that with a pressure and he's not even about to play, yeah. he's ready for it. I, I think Campbell Graham, when you look at So his competitor to get on the wing would be Suoliti. When you look at their stats, mm-hmm. Suoliti, I think he scored a try. Campbell Graham has scored eight tries. He's got ten line breaks, whereas uh, Suoliti only has three. Uh, Suoliti has 23 tackle breaks. Uh, Campbell Graham has 21. So statistically yeah. speaking... Campbell Graham is is substantially outpassed yeah. outplaying Suli Su- right now. Suli is he's got immense talent, but he's still developing. Yeah, it's just the the nature of the high profile that he's been spoken about a lot. Mm. Uh, I, I think Campbell Graham's a must, in, and and big. I'd actually have, and I said this last week, I'd have Campbell in the centres. I would put Jake, uh, I'm sorry, Tom on the wing, just simply because I think I think Tom is a better yardage man. Mm. Than Campbell is, and I just like, I just love, I, I just would love to see Tom working in tandem with Teddy on kick returns. But Campbell, he, I don't. This is not the right phrase, but he's an easy guy to underestimate. You know what I mean? Absolutely. He, he's he's a real sort of baby face, very yeah. nice guy, which belies this great competitor. And and you, when you look at the way he plays. Okay, are you getting the the crazy footwork and the crazy flicks or whatever? But it takes... You speak to anyone that really loves rugby league and watches every second, they're the people that appreciate Campbell Graham because he's not going to be on the highlight reel. No, no, he's no. going to be the bloke doing all the tough stuff and doing the little things right to give his outside men. Very bankable. And he's, Very a, big, and he's a big body. Always a big body. Always big. And I'll tell you what he does too. He adds to the culture of the team because... Um, he's such a great guy. Yeah. People want to be around. And people people underestimate. This was my problem with no Josh Adokar and Jake last year. And Jake, of course, came into the squad but missed out for, in, in the first game. Is there's more than just... For origin success, there's more than just what happens on the night. It is the whole week in camp. And he's getting the whole dynamics of the team right. People that you want to be in camp with. Uh, people who you know, make it... A great experience, people that you just you want to be around. Campbell Graham's one of those guys. And I've been speaking to Smithy literally just the other day, and he would say a lot of the, a lot of the time, you know, yeah, form absolutely matters. Form does matter, yep. but cohesion is just as important. How do these guys gel together as players? Isn't that isn't that funny? I asked Cooper Cronk the other day, Webby. I said, right, I would discussing different stuff, and we we're, we're having a chat after the podcast, and I said, I'd love to know how many origins. Billy Moore or Gary Larson would have played if they were New South Welshmen. Or, in fact, how many origins Alan Tung would have played if he was Queenslander. Because Queensland, like we pick, in New South Wales, we pick on talent and athleticism, right, as a general rule. I asked Cooper, I said, right, you're picking a side, who do you pick? And he said, I pick players who can operate under adversity, players who can still perform well when they're placed under the pump because in origin regardless if you're in front you're under the pump for 80 minutes not one word of speed size or skill i asked wally lewis once why why have queensland been so good in origin he said because we're all the best of mates Mm. we absolutely take the piss out of each other yep but we are the best of mates the whole like that's they're just so thick 
Yeah. So I'm like, not saying that New South Wales don't have that, but New South Wales always seem to be trying to well, replicate that, whereas in Queensland, they've had it from day one. Well, Webby, the, the problem with New South Wales is that so many times in the past, our, the history of New South Wales State of Origin is littered with people being brought into the team, having one average performance and never playing Origin yes. again. So I can tell you now, when you walk into Origin camp as a New South Welshman, I would say most of those players would be nervous, they're on uncertain ground, uneven ground, and they're thinking... God, I, I hope we win, and I hope I play well. Otherwise, I could be turfed. Now, that doesn't lend itself to team spirit. And, and, uh, and New to, South Wales done, and we've done that in, well, New South Wales have done that in the last few years. Cody, Kiri. Well, I, um, they've, yeah. they've, they've, we've, we've chewed up players and spat them out. Sorry, Beak. And that's, this is the thing about last year, is you're trying to fix a culture of uncertainty. If, when you don't pick Jake in game one, and you don't pick Josh, what that does is, for the younger players, they go, mate, they're going, well, if they don't, if they're not picking, if they're, if they're axing Jake and Josh. Who's next? Yeah. What are they going to do to me if I don't play well? Well, do you play with fear or do you play with confidence? And that, mm. that's the, the question you ask us. I, I had a little story with, uh, lucky enough to sit with Anthony Minicello. And, and, you know, we all saw what Joey did in Origin. We all saw it on the field. But he said, the day Joey walked into camp, yep. we knew we were going to win the, the thing yep. out. And so that has nothing to do with the actions that actually happen on the field. That's a feeling. Yes. That's something that existed before you even played. Yeah. That's the benefit, like they said, when Joey went into... Because Joey... what? what well, let's talk... About, like we talked about the Sam Walker thing earlier, about getting the football education. What the football education did with Joey, Joey carried a roadmap around his head all the time. So it didn't matter what team he walked into, he dictated the style of the football mm. straight away. Yeah. So you just adopt that, yeah. and that's that's part of it. Righto, let's talk money now with how to build a business empire. <laughs> oh, Denon, don't back away from it, mate. We might be in Australia and the, the tall puppy syndrome, but no one begrudges is your success. Tell us what we need to know. How do we crush the little guy? <laughs> how, how, do, how do we how do we buy one of these caravans oh, like that? Wow. A caravan, mate. How do we buy Jaco? <laughs> <laughs> oh well, this is rich coming from Maddie. I mean, he wouldn't wake up out of bed for other. Look, Dan, I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> 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 oh, mate. We're talking the other day, I was talking to Stephen A. Keith, and we're talking about, you know, about pay, player wages being made public. And we're talking about the Prime Minister of Australia, you know, like, you know, people know what he's on, but we're paying, you know, and he's on about 500 grand. And he goes, oh, would you want to know what, uh, would you like people to know what you're being paid, Matty? I said, oh, it doesn't worry me, I'm more than the Prime Minister. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dennis, what advice you got for us today, mate? Mate, some advice. Oh, I think. It- it's a, some advice about not getting distracted by the shiny new thing. Know what you're good at and focus on that. I think a lot of the times where you get a bit of success in, for example, you know, blokes is, you know, it's uh, gotten big and it's got a big following. It'd be very easy for us to go, oh, oh there's this new product that seems to be getting some steam, getting some fire to the 18 to 45-year-old male demographic. Let's jump on that in the bloke gotcha. category. My advice would be, you know, what got you to the dance? be the best at that and sometimes I think that a lot of younger entrepreneurs because they have that spirit in them of like wanting to take on new challenges they get bored with the success that they have yep. and I just think that where my father always taught me you just turn up for what you're good at isn't it mate, like you look at monolithic business beasts 
like they're littered with it, they suddenly find themselves spreading their spreading themselves too thin. Yeah, you know, you've got little things here like like. You know, back in the day, like you know, Coca-Cola, and still to a certain extent, you walk in and there's so many different forms of Coca-Cola. Mm. Then you see them sort of scale back and, yeah. and do it again. It, it, it just, I just see it happen all the time where you go... Because like sometimes there might be a product that you're... you know, Let's say, for example, I like a pale ale wheeler every now and then. I don't, but let's just say I did. Yep. It is very enticing to go, well, all right, let's get bloke pale out there as quickly as possible yep. because I like it. But you have to take a step back and go, it's not about you. It's about the people that consume your product and your content. What yes. are they like? And I think sometimes a lot of time business people, they're too focused yeah. on themselves rather yeah. than the consumer. It's, it's funny. About your, it's it's about your beer. fans. It's all about your fans. <laughs> your, pe- your people. Community, I call them. There's right. a reason oh, why community. things are craft beer and why there's Tui's and VB and whatnot. You know, if you know what I mean. Yeah. It's like supermarket taste. Yeah. Absolutely. Taste for the masses. Yeah. Mm. Target the Alcos. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I'm one of them. <laughs> That's who I write for. <laughs> have we got anything planned for Magic Round? Mate, do we have anything planned? So, we'll, actually, 6 p.m. Monday, we're dropping our bloke jerseys. Ooh, uh, I did oh, have yeah. some Magic Round. That was very edition. good last year. Limited edition. Once they go, they are gone. We will not be restocking. That's oh. 6 p.m. Monday at bloke.shop. Can, okay. you, can you swing by the Caxton to visit our boys? Yeah, absolutely. Mate, I'll be at, we're we're going to be at the Caxton anyway. Oh, fantastic. Dan, a question for you. Like, a serious question. Like, you've picked in your apparel and merchandise, you picked the colours like uh, orange and brown. Now, when you think about those two colours, they don't naturally go together. Why did you pick those two? Well, I, you know, this is just all of vibe and feel, but if you want to cut through the noise, you have to do something that initially feels wrong. And I know that sounds a bit bizarre, but general wisdom is general wisdom. So, like, why would you take on board conventional wisdom? Because then you're just going to, you know, uh, fade into the crowd. And so a lot of my best ideas have come initially. It feels wrong. It feels... I mean, for example, when, when touch phones first came out, I best we all thought there's no way we're going to get away from actual keyboards being on phones. It feels wrong. It doesn't feel right. And now every single phone is a touch phone. And so with the brown and the um, orange, it was because, A, no one is doing it. B, it's striking. And if you love it or you hate it, you remember it. Of course. Well, mate, I remember one woman one morning at the cafe when we were oh having it before the show. God. Did she love it? She walked across the street into the cafe and said, "You look outstanding." I, I thought know, she was talking was to me. Sad. She was talking. It was almost was on. All it, was, it was. It was. on. It was. Oh, it was incredible. Well, love on I tell her, my, my wife might be listening, boys. I mean, yes, yeah, steady yeah. on. Actually, hey, actually mate, no, hey, you, know you, did, you did not ask. Actually, for hey, this. keep this is... doing it because my wife she's taking me for granted. I reckon. <laughs> Spot on. Yep, absolutely. (laughs) Right, uh, we'll take a break. Morning Glory Jeopardy next.